Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of All of the Things. My name is Sophia and I'm joined by my co-host and husband. Little bit of, of crumpet on the side. A crumpet on the side, you know. Tom. Is that what I've been devoted to? <laughs> Just trying to add some flavour to the intro. <laughs> what with the flavourless crumpet? Know. No, no, no. I mean, you had, you know, you had goodness to it. Bit of butter, bit of marmite. Mm. Yeah. Yes, please. Anyways, you're taking the lead on this today. What's yes, that? What's I am. Um, and we were debating whether we were going to talk about this at all. Um, you can see from the title, we don't know what it's called, but it will allude to the topic of uh, women's safety and uh, in response to the kidnap and murder of a uh, woman in London. Sarah uh, called Everard. Sarah, Sarah Everard. Everard so if that is triggering we don't do t- trigger warnings but my god I was triggered Yeah. and I don't want to put anyone through that if you're not in the space to hear this stuff so just putting that out there as a disclaimer um, because yeah we're going we're gonna to get into it I also can't guarantee that I'm going to be all together <laughs> I'm not going to try and like that's part of the reason why I wasn't sure yeah but I feel like it just needs to be spoken on because there isn't I mean nothing's really off topic for us as far as you know we've done lots of episodes about lots of things but yeah. um yeah I mean this was a really a real wake-up call um it's been really triggering it's brought up a lot of feelings for a lot of people um and I I, I can speak to my experience on like what it's done for me but um we've got some we're going to try and keep it informative and not just you know ranty so I've got some stats. I've got some, I guess, talking points that we can go through. Um, yeah, I don't know. What, is there anything else to say before we no, take it away? get started? Well, I mean, I don't want to be on like a soapbox. No, talk, well, talk with me, yeah? Don't, yeah, no, I wouldn't. You know engage. I can get on a roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do feel like, obviously, yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's a hang your head in shame type moment for a lot of men right now. You say that, but well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so recent events. So I don't. I actually don't want to like say it again because it makes me feel sick. You know what happened. But some, yeah. You can just um, skip. A, 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 a innocent woman was. Um, her life was taken, and I feel like the immediate response to that. I mean, we saw it from the commissioner. Um, in her statement. She did a few state. Well, she did a couple, and one of them was, um, you know, events like this or incidents like this are, are extremely rare or incredibly rare, right? But we understand that women will be feeling worried and not feeling safe. Some, you know, not feeling safe, something like that. And as soon as I saw that statement, I I watched it in real time, and I felt I felt sick to my stomach because I thought you're missing the point. I think what I want to try and get across today in as a as an articulate way as possible but with a lot of (laughs) i'm just i'm bringing a lot of feeling to it so forgive me if it's not articulate but this conversation uh around the quote rarity of what happened is missing the point of the broader challenges that women have with their safety just living their life going about their business it would be like saying, well, men's rapes, you know, me, you know, men being raped by by women is rare. 
what what does that mean to what does that mean to a man that's been raped like do you know what i'm saying like what does that actually it doesn't actually register what what you're trying to like placate me or make me feel like, oh it, actually it, no you, do you know you, what you i just can go outside the magic now word. i feel like it is placating like from from what i can see like it's deflecting it's yeah. saying oh this horrific unimaginable tragedy has happened and it speaks to broader issues just by its nature, right? And we'll go into those issues, those broader themes. But the, the the premise that, well, it's rare, so you don't need to worry, is so tone deaf. And so, and, and it's, it's completely missing the point. And I guess the point, we can go into those broader issues, but the point is, is that while it might not be super common for somebody to be killed kidnapped and killed right by a stranger yeah there are still if you think of it as and it might not be appropriate to think of it in this way um but if you were to think of it as a spectrum of the worst possible thing that you could imagine that actually a lot of women have nightmares about and it's their worst fear the worst fear is not dying the worst fear is being raped you know like if you think of the most horrific unimaginable things that could happen to you and then the other side of that spectrum is i don't know like being followed or well that's see we could go through this game of what's scarier which one's would you rather would you rather get stalked on the street or would you get would you rather get catcalled would you rather uh get groped in a club or would you rather be sent a dick pic unsolicited would you rather have to carry your keys to your car or would you rather get to your car and there is something tra- there's a white you know something trapping the door like I, it, it's just like we're missing the point of the the fact that women have to navigate public and private spaces in a way that is um that is oppressive and it's not and and i think the solutions that have come out of all of this is well it's really rare so don't worry right um when you know that's that doesn't matter like and also it's not it's not rare because sorry a creaky chair here um you know but it, but it, it it it's not it's not rare because there are hundreds of rapes a day and i think i saw here 110 w- women were murdered by men in the last since the first lockdown so so what do you mean Cressida what 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 are you on about what would you mean by rare I would say 110 is too many can I ask you a question just off the bat um do you find that statement even more disappointment but disappointing knowing it's coming from a woman that's making no because at, and that com- that comes to another theme of the police and the purpose of the police, yeah. <laughs> and we can talk about that too. But just no, you've you've sold your soul. You've sold your soul. You don't. This chat. I'm sorry, uh, listeners. If you're, <laughs> oh, do you want me to move it back? Yeah. Is it better closer? You know, I mean, it's like, I don't want to edit this. So sorry, you're you're listening to all of this transition. I'm just trying to gesture it to her that she can sit back and relax. No, 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 I'm good. I'm good. Microphone towards her. No, I'm pumped. Yeah. No, but um, the reason why I was asking that is because I'm, I, it, you know, the whole similarities of, like, her Kendrick always says it. Um, Samuel ja- um Jackson in in Django. Yeah. Like when it's one of your own, like, and yeah, I but she's climbed like, the ladder. She's at the top of the ranks. Yeah. And and also during the during the vigil, 
so I remember it's not a protest it was a vigil to yeah. mourn the death of this woman and there was a a, a um what's the word <clears throat> imbalanced or dominant overpowering police presence try to think of the right word uh but some of those women some they were you know women peace police women I feel like you know women... that, that were pinning that <laughs> i saw video there's video evidence of this stuff of of women of police women trying to pin mourners down and like pin protesters down to try and arrest like it's so it's so blinkered and so i'm so to answer your question i'm not expecting them to get a clue because you know oh actually i'm gonna stand up against the police force i think there's a lot of in you know internalized uh pressure there you know it's your at the end of the day it's your job it's your nine to five I think I can I can have a little bit more sympathy for those people that were on call that just had to do a shift and they and they just had to go to this thing they were yeah. told but I have very little sympathy for somebody like Cressida Dick who is at the top of her game and can choose her words wisely and can can decide to not be so tone deaf because what it did was it it was an attempt to placate and to sort of calm the simmers right Failing to recognise that the simmers have been here. They've been they never here. Want to this erupted it. it. Like... This erupted it. Yeah, so this isn't like a oh my god, what ha- what how could this possibly have happened? And then, you know, someone say, Oh, don't worry, it's not you know, it's quite rare. And like, oh, okay, okay. Can I just No, say... this is this has yeah. been known. Like this is this is known to us. And to say that, you know, well child child, you know, kidnapping children's very rare but it's still gonna you're still going to change your parenting. So you're going to change your behavior. You're going to teach your children about how to navigate, you know, don't talk to strangers. Like there's, there's ways that we navigate the world because you don't want to land yourself in that kind of situation. But the problem is that we're again, changing our behavior rather than addressing the issue. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like, I don't know if you saw it, the statement that she made the day after. So I think it was Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, because obviously a lot of people were calling for her head saying that she should resign and all sorts. She, and then she, she was came, called to resign after the protests. Yeah, and then and she vigil. came out swinging and like basically saying that uh, um, if it was tough for my for my police officers that were there and just because you're... And she, and she used the phrase like, don't sit and judge from your armchair. And hmm. it, like there's... Like the way she was pushing back, I was just like, "You're undermining all of your placating statements that you were making before." Yeah, no, she didn't mean and, it. Yeah, and then yeah, also, she care. like, also as well, like, I this I I constantly hear like, "Oh, in this country, um, our police um rule by consent," so like, as in they t- they have the consent of the public. But I I feel like with as each year goes on, and I know this has probably been happening from day dot. I don't feel like the police service like actually serve us. I feel like they're just enforcing what their overlords. And I know that's that's in the job description, but that whole sense of like I don't know, maybe I've got like this romantic view of what the police is supposed to be about, but I feel like they're not like they're not like cuz that statement that she she could have um that she gave um in regards to like the whole situation like the very one of the first ones i think you just referenced it that could have been heartfelt and you wouldn't have lost your moral authority or anything i just feel like they don't know how to be heartfelt there isn't because we have to also look at this through the lens of the perpetrator 
was a police a serving police officer so she's coming to that and saying we are we in the met we are appalled by what we're finding right so she's saying that placate it placate it i'm sure they're they are appalled oh my god it's like you know the worst thing to their you know brand and reputation but the response shouldn't be but don't worry it's rare and i forgot to also mention and also don't worry we we're gonna increase our police presence and we're gonna make sure that there's a police police around the clock trying to get to and it's like you've just told me a police officer did this so there is nothing you can tell me that makes me feel better about yeah, the police. It's just gonna smell like you, a cover like, up. It, but it is. And then you come to a visual, a vigil, slash protest, and you knowingly walk in there like bloody stormtroopers, and you grab women, pin them down, arrest them for 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 mourning, right? They were sitting there in the bandstand. They was. Is that what it was? The yeah. yeah. They were sitting there with their signs peacefully with masks on. What do you make about the um And and I know that it wasn't approved before, but yeah, no, I was gonna it's s- like that's yeah. I was gonna ask, like, just on that, like again, it's going back to this whole thing of me feeling like they're not really they don't really serve us. They're just here to like whack us over the head with batons and stuff. Like the reclaim the streets um yeah, group. No, look, they they tried to of work course with they them, tried, like, and I, I'm I'm not I'm not necessarily angry at the result that they yeah. weren't allowed to, right? But women I don't think that was the result. I think the result was it's at the discretion of the police, but then the police then decided fair to enough. like fair enough, fair enough. But my my thing is that Reclaim the Streets is an organization. Yeah. And a lot of those women that turned up do not belong to that organization. Yeah. They turned up out of their emo- their yeah. emotional drive, their and their feeling their feeling of Even obligation. Kate- turn well, up like that's another thing <laughs> that's i'm not like... we've talked enough about the royal family obviously <laughs> and like the out of genuine feeling and, and obligation to pay their respects and to come and this was happening over the entire weekend people were coming from from sunrise to sunset you know sh- going going to to clap and common putting down flowers paying their respects you know coming with their flatmates or their family members to to mourn and it happened all day and then it went into the evening and then the police came in and i have to say like i would be i i would be thinking okay that's fine that's fine that you want to do this that you want to pin these <laughs> that you want to arrest a bunch of people um but just keep that same energy for when there were protests a few weeks ago or a month ago around you know anti-lockdown yeah, with a bunch how, of white yeah, people that's true. How many a bunch of, of white men saying where are my freedoms yeah. blah 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 yeah so keep that same energy you there's again video footage of you not doing a damn thing for that That's you're actually base. just you're just escorting them you're just escorting them to their destination whereas for, and you're walking alongside them whereas for something like this and again through the lens of it was a police officer that did it so of all times to turn up to something like this right and then on top of that to pin women down like that that just was triggering as hell to me to pin women down and overpower them two or three of you at a time two or three of you pinning down one woman the body weight like i I can't explain to you like that feeling of powerlessness and then 
knowing that a police officer did that. And now there's three more doing it to me. Do you see what I'm saying? And God bless those women. They seem strong as hell. They were just like, they took it in their stride. They were, they had faces of steel. But I can't, I, I can't imagine, and I wouldn't be surprised if that was in, in of itself a traumatizing experience. Because you've come to mourn somebody who was manipulated, kidnapped. We don't know the circumstances of how they cross paths, but, but we know that a police officer did it. Mm. And did something so horrendous. It, it wasn't just, uh, not that anything is uh, just, but you know, it wasn't. It wasn't just speaking inappropriately to her. It it was the full thing, man. It was so horrific and hor- and and you know, I don't want to say too. Much, I, I don't want to be too graphic, but you know, the way they identified her body was through dental records. So I don't want to. I don't want to even imagine how like how how awful that would have been like the only way you could have identified her <laughs> you know my god like sorry i don't want to be too explicit but um you know after knowing all of that and you turn up to a pro it's just it, it's so wrong on so many levels um you know what makes me feel sick about the whole thing is that knowing that they probably didn't want to compromise with this group because in the back of their heads they're thinking about Oh, if we let these guys do it, then Extinction Rebellion or Black Lives Matter. Or yeah, but they let the like, they let all the like the alt right turn up and protest. Base. But it's just yeah, no, I'm not saying yeah. I'm not saying that women that this was the only situation where they've done it, and it goes it they're they're rotten to the core, and if and this is probably the best opportunity for you to show that you can handle something sensitively. Yeah. Again, I have to say again because it was a police officer. Right, there is a unique opportunity here for you to show your good, your good side, right, your extra sensitive side, and instead you double down. So we can make a case that you know they are over overzealous, <laughs> putting it politely, yeah, putting, putting it politely and lightly when it comes to you know different causes that protest for their freedoms or for their or for their views. You know, BLM. You know, um, what was the one you said? Uh, um, Extinction Rebellion. That's it, Extinction Rebellion. You know, these are these are things that they are really heavy-handed on. But this this could have been different. It could have been, and they and they, it was they made it so much worse. And it's like, in what world would I even come up to you now? And I'm not trying to be dramatic and you know make this about myself, but but women are in a particular situation and predicament when they're on the street by themselves or whatever it might be, and. You know, again, we have this premise that police equal safety, <laughs> and that has been shot to shit, yeah. right? So I even... feel like systematically over the past like year or two, like that's across with so many different groups yeah. of people. Like I feel like the police are probably in that like one of their lowest points in their history in terms of like public trust and yeah. confidence. Yeah, and I I know you mentioned and I don't want to go into it too much, but there was stuff around. Um, that you that you were hearing on LBC around well you know they're just underfunded what else are they supposed to do they have to be heavy-handed because yeah. there's so few of them B- bullshit man because th- this this behavior has been happening to minorities since since the 60s 70s 80s we can point to Notting Hill we can point to Brixton we can point to the riots after oh, no. like do you see what I'm saying like it they were funded too. They were funded. They were popping then, yeah. you know? So I'm not I'm not here. I'm not buying that if we just funded them, 
and we just took you know actually if we just wrapped our arms around the met <laughs> and gave them a bit more sympathy and con compassion and a bit more funding that they would turn you know turn around and turn a new leaf that's not is, possible like they're, they're run to the core it's it's evident i feel like they're ruling by fear like they're scared that well they're always this... expecting something to escalate yeah from zero to ten real quick rather than what, thinking they, about de-escalation what did they think did they think these women that had turned up for a vigil were now all of a sudden going to deciding to go on they, they were going to decide to go on a massive rampage around clapham or something because that I, wasn't like, the nature of it yeah, again like, you can see the full live night, stream people you can probably... see the full live stream of every with candles and there's and it's peaceful protest and you know and and sit-ins and I know there was some charting, but my yeah, goodness, like if you can't was. handle a, like X thousands of people screaming. But you have to, like, again, you have to imagine the amount of, of rage and feeling that is coming from women right now. Like you have, because it could have been any of us. It's honestly, With, you're forgetting that, whole, that it could have been yeah. any of us. If I lived in Clapham and that was me, it could have, it would have been me. I just happened to not live like, and there was a lot of people like people I've spoken to at work and whatever I've, I've seen that they they live in those areas yeah. and they're scared, terrified, and they're saying, you know, I'm thankful that I live with a, a male housemate, you know, and I'm thankful I've got a boyfriend, you know, and it's like, why are we wait? Why are we? It's also kind of crazy that it's happened around there because it, it's quite a busy area, and and yeah, yeah I know that there's the down. park. And, it's a lockdown you know, it's just uh, so yeah i guess it's thrown off the safety element in terms of like there's not the safety and numbers that there would normally be yeah maybe but i i don't think we're deflecting from the fact that it would still be happening yeah true yeah, you know even... so and it still is happening again 110 women have been murdered this year by men i guess not the only reason why i was laboring that point is it it, it flies in the face of like common like what you'd think a safe place would be because that would normally so let's go into that because yeah. i've i want to get to this idea that you know because the real shame instead of honoring sarah's legacy and her honoring her name honoring honoring her life we are making it about ourselves and when i say we i mean men <laughs> and this idea of not all men not all men are like that we're inflating the numbers you know we're now taking this one case and we're making and women are making that about themselves now that you know just because it's happened to this person now it's suddenly going to happen to all of us you're forgetting that again thinking about the daily act actions that women have to do to try and stay safe the fact that we have to i don't list them out i've and there's and it's exhaustive i i've only got a few um so being a, having to carry your keys or carry a rape alarm or in the US or other countries where it's permitted you would carry pepper spray or mace to protect yourselves right um this idea of like don't don't go out in the dark you see I never go when did you ever see me leave the house to go for a walk because I fancy some fresh air right I haven't left the house in days beyond lockdown I don't leave the house when it's dark I don't I, I don't feel comfortable unless you are with me or unless someone unless I'm with at least one other person or with you. And it, it's it's that kind of thing where um, there was a, uh, who was it, Baroness um, Jenny Jones pr proposed a male, oh, the, a men's the curfew. The party lady. She proposed a, yeah. men's, a men's curfew, oh, no, no, no. which again created this uproar. How, how dare you put this on us? Not all men, not all men. And it's 
she didn't do it to actually materialize she did it to prove a point that women have to navigate a curfew anyway and we've got to do so many different things and we would never expect because as a society we don't expect to in or uh, want to inconvenience no. men but, but we would... already inconvenience women women are already yeah. inconveniencing themselves and mind you most mps are men so they would never vote for the bill anyway so everyone's again getting away from the point the point is that she's trying to demonstrate that men do not have to navigate a world where their freedoms or their their kind of daily actions are are monitored or or stripped or you know um tailored in any way whereas a woman has to do that by nature it's in our nature so what were you gonna say no i was gonna say i feel like um, Sorry, I just want to say it's not in our nature. That's incorrect. It's it's enforced upon us. We're not naturally inclined to stay at home when it's dark. It's yeah. just enforced. I just wanted to say that. I was going to say, I feel like even if it's a symbolic gesture or something, I do think that that would be a... a like, this... That would be a, a, a good start or something. Like, just if that was to actually happen in terms of, like, maybe, like... I don't know. Just to send a message or... I know it's not what like Thursday clapping it doesn't do anything but I mean like I don't know just to raise awareness or like not I know it's not going to solve any problems but I still feel like it's in terms of like resetting the national psyche and no that's not gonna work that's it's it's very optimistic but that's not how would you feel if if the government said a curfew for all women at 6 p.m well that's fucked up right so it's fucked up to the point the point is that it's fucked up but to I, put a curfew on a gender that's her point yeah. and that it would be inconceivable to do that and yet we expect women to do that on a subconscious and unspoken level that's her point yeah. so the point is not let's let's give you as good as we get it's let's uh, let's lift that curfew for women and the question becomes what do we need to do so that women don't feel like they need to curfew yeah. themselves. The other things that women do, just again, just to make it obvious if people aren't, you know, women um, listening, don't go out of the dark, don't leave your drinks unattended. So the amount of roofies, yeah. it's it's ridiculous. Down- Where the hell do these psychos even get that stuff? Well, there's probably from your Coke dealer. I don't know. Right. Tell that person uh, t- t- whoever's harassing you tell them you have a boyfriend i've had to do this oh by the way if i had to do like loads of these like yeah. all of these so far yeah i've done all of these so far um tell them you have a boyfriend or a fiance or a husband and then they finally like leave you alone because you know they have more respect for the men in your life than they have for you i've heard like women say imaginary boyfriends like they seem to have like they don't even have one but then oh no they, that's what they, i mean they will still yeah have no just tell them you have a boyfriend for, yeah. no they don't need to know any more because they, they just leave you alone afterwards yeah. um and actually that, that's like whenever you're getting um solicited in that way and like i don't know what the right time is but you know whenever you're getting approached that is often i am um, i can speak for myself hopefully well, hopefully it's not offending other other women who have other experiences here but i've found that to have a higher success rate than just saying no i'm not interested because as soon as i say i'm not interested i've been called That's a bitch a challenge i've been called a bitch guys. ugly you know i've been scoffed at i've been looked up and like been judged looked up and down and i've been insulted so 
I've tried both ways. I've had a higher success rate because they just respect men more than, than they respect me. Yeah. When I tell them, no, you know, it's it's like I'm the biggest bitch in the world. And then I'm made to feel a type of way for just saying no. Whereas if a stranger came up to you and said, can I have your wallet? You would say no. And you don't need to be like, oh, I'm sorry I said no, but no. You would just say no. I'm not, you know. Um, does that make sense? That's That's something that women just have to do when they're approached in that way um we always always text each other when we have when we're um leaving when we're on the when we get home safe so if we're at somewhere we always text each other yeah i've got home safe or i i would text my friends and say tell me when you get home safe this is a this is a again a, a kind of invisible contract this is something that we just do as women and I don't know, and correct me if I'm wrong, from your experience, Tom, I don't think men are doing that. <laughs> Text me when you get home safe. Oh. Some some do, but, like, I, that's more of a... Like, okay, I do... There's some friends that I know that will check up and want me to, like, message when I've gotten back and stuff. Like, Who are they? Are they are they men or women? Both like across the board but in terms of it's yeah i could say yeah it's more so the women my like my female friends than guy friends but yeah i i have experienced it from that i might be an anomaly like i'm i'm not saying that men don't do it i just don't think it's like i think it's for you it sounds like it's more incidental rather than this like policy that that you have a a contract you have with your friends like a must but yeah Okay, um, iPhone shortcuts and dialing nine, you know, adding nine 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 as a text message response thing, um, downloading, you know, and um, creating nine 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 as a text message feature thing, which you can do, and then iPhone shortcuts. If you press the button five times, you can ring nine nine nine. Blah blah blah. The, Wait, text message? What was? What? Yeah, it's like a thing I saw, and like I saw the option, and I was like, okay, apparently you text nine nine nine, you say register and then they you can register and you can then if you don't if you can't speak you can then text them something like ask for help by text we're getting away from the point the point yeah, is i've never heard of that one sorry I... um the point is is like i don't i mean i don't have it because uh anyway whatever um that we're asking women to like have a have a quicker way to like get help right yeah. so like quickly press the button on your iphone to call uh whatever it might be um self-defense tactics so a lot of stuff and by the way i've seen a lot of this unearth again it's always like they these things do the rounds in social media and like things like that um when something happens and the self-defense one really gets me because it's like you know punch them in the nose or kick them in the balls or shove them or try and sweep their feet and you know do things that you as a weak woman need to be able to do to be able to get away from the the person whatever it might be um and again i'll I'll just say this lastly um following the kind of text text me when you get home also sharing your location with friends as well yeah so that they can see if you're where you are if you've just left if you're on a date you know where you are and stuff um wear longer clothes don't you know and and generally like kind of cover up as much as you can um and take you know walk the well-lit streets wear bright clothing all that stuff and what they all have in common is putting the onus on women 
to to get safe, be safe, stay safe. And there was no accommodation. There was no consideration for why they are made to feel this way in the first place. Why is it that I've done 90% of these things? Why is it that, you know, I feel the need to do these things at all? If it's so rare, right? If it's so rare, why, why are women... It's just like these known things I do. And the biggest one I do is I just don't go out. I try not to go out in the dark unless I'm with somebody. And, I, and I've always felt terrified. I can't remember the last time I didn't feel scared when I was walking home from somewhere by myself. Like I go you know, to a friend's house, a friend we don't share, you know, not a mutual friend. And then I'd be on my way back, terrified. Looking around, looking over my shoulder, you know, walking fast, running, I've ran home it's just it's and I know women feel the same way too I know that the women listening to this can relate to at least some of what I'm saying that it's just this thing we have to do and then the question becomes why do we feel the need to do that and who's going to change the circumstances giving me more tips on self-defense doesn't change the reason that the the way I'm made to feel when I'm walking home you know and like being a black belt in jiu-jitsu is not going to save me from every situation. You know, I think it can do a hell of a lot in terms of building confidence. And it, there are many, many cases of women that do jiu-jitsu that then, you know, yeah. save themselves or, you know, get the get the man in the arm bar or choke Gelatine them or, or whatever or, else. Yeah. Like, you know, and they've managed to escape situations. I, I applaud those women. And, uh, you know, I think there is a place for this stuff, but it shouldn't, the onus shouldn't be on women. That's what I'm saying. Um, it just, it gets, it just further highlights and underlines just how bad and how damaging it is when politicians and authority figures just placate the situation because it's like, you're, you're like shooing it away or just yeah. like, like patting it on the head and just telling it, no, go away. And yet, how could, we're not moving any forward. We're not going anywhere. This situation is bubbling. It's still becoming even worse. It's a status quo that shouldn't exist. And it requires a real effort, a real like concerted effort in order to overcome this. Or it also, yeah. it, it requires people to like have a day of reckoning in terms of like actually reflecting like as men, like what's going on here. The part that we Nail play. On the head. Like, do you get what I'm Nail saying? Like head. it's just you're not gonna get anywhere if you're just placating and just saying don't worry we it's like gaslighting in a different form now let's let's talk about that it's just it's and to me it's like we're just gonna keep going around and around like you're saying it's very rare it doesn't mean that it's not gonna happen again do you get what i'm saying and it's sad that i can even i i even have to say that but i just for me i just get really fed up because it's like like yes you everyone can take all these small like individual actions but then it's it's like okay you know what um, just to just to help picture it it's that whole thing of like you know the climate change yeah. um, situation where like we as people can make all our small individual like contributions to try and clean stuff up but all it takes is like a big corporation to like not do their bit or do you get what i'm saying it's like in this scenario it, it takes the police or the government not taking it as seriously as everybody else with their small do you get like yeah. they they have 
and I know the government don't speak for everyone, but they can put things into motion. Like they do have resources that like, are available to them Speaking to help reset the situation. The government announced that they would be doing a rape review two years ago. Yeah, that hasn't happened. I heard that rapes have gone up under like this government, and yeah, and, and rape prosecutions are at the lowest rec- recorded level. Yeah, was it like twenty eight percent down or something like that in the lifetime of? of this administration and if you think about this I so when we talk about stats about what women deal with um you have to consider that a lot of people that get assaulted or worse um don't report it yeah so because they don't have faith in the jess phillips and the yeah. mp she's she's yeah. um she's like done and and also dave um dave david lammy what dave <laughs> dave lammy he's he's done some some stuff on this as well um but they've both kind of echoed that 233 rapes are happening a day and 23 of those are by strangers. So when we talk about sexual assault and rape and we like to say, you know, these encounters with strangers are rare, right? But they're still happening and they're happening to women. And it also, we shouldn't think of it as, well, if it's not happening by a stranger, then it doesn't count. Because rape by someone you know is more common um, and when we say someone you know, it doesn't just mean, you know, family members, uh, you know, something, something like that. Uh, it could, it also means friends, co-workers, acquaintances, you know, someone you met a couple of times. It, it's not like they have to be your best friend or a stranger. Does that make sense? If you think about the people in your life and some of them are, you know, more nuclear and some of them are, are more peripheral, you actually know more people than you think. Does that make sense? Mm. So yeah, strangers is also a thing. You know, me walking down the street, I am scared every time when I walk home slash run home. Um, I'm, I'm also scared getting taxis, Ubers, always scared. I actually get more scared sometimes because if I get vibes, it's all about catching vibes, man. Like, and Uber you got know, in big trouble as well um, not too long ago. They don't because pros- they don't uh, they aid the doing, prosecution. No, not even that. They weren't doing checks on their drivers because like people were like hopping in and hopping out. and like and Right. So I'm saying that those are still present threats. But uh, but as stated, like a lo- 210 are by people that women know. But, you know, that's... Again, if you think about your circle, it, it's not that hard to imagine that... Look, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who it is because it you didn't consent. Yeah. You didn't consent. So you didn't you didn't deserve it. No matter what you did, you didn't deserve it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter if you've had sex with them before. It doesn't matter if they're your husband and you love them. You know? Like you didn't consent to it. So you did not deserve to be assaulted or raped by that person. And you deserve to seek justice but the problem is that about three of those are are um uh, face prosecution so of the 233 a day three of them face prosecution so just think about that think about all the women that have dealt with this and they're not they're not reporting it because they feel pressure or they feel like they won't get heard or they're seeing stats like this and they're like do you know what i don't want to re-victimize myself because that's what happens 
I don't want to re-victimize myself and put myself in that situation again where I have to face my rapist, I have to give out these statements, I have to go to court, I have to get representation, I have to put my story out again and again to random strangers that I see in the police, you know, different different representatives coming in the office every time, ask who, you know, who are you, what's your story, da, 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 going through this process. Uh, I would say at this juncture, I don't know if it's appropriate to say, but May I Destroy You, uh, a TV series created by Michaela Cole, is a really important and an incredible TV series that touches on these themes. Um, so I'd highly recommend. But yeah, I th- you know, I think what I'm getting at is that, yes, of course, you know, Strangers is the minority of those numbers, of those figures, but they're still a number. That's still... That's 23 more than zero. (laughs) So I'd like to see zero of that happen, right? But then what it also speaks to is that when you think that, when you consider the 210 that are people that women know, now you might ask, well, what women would surround themselves with people that would do that to them? And that's that's the trick, is that when 97% of people surveyed by the UN Women UK say that they have been sexually harassed. We have to ask ourselves if 97% have felt it and 233 women are, are feeling it a day and yet not all men. I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy. I don't I don't do that stuff. No, I don't I I'm I'm good actually. You know? It's that dismissiveness. That dismissiveness is what's holding the whole situation back, man. Because it's like, you're just putting your head in the sand and we're not going anywhere. And it's like, if you it's, are a part of the solution. Like, you need to step up and... Like, I want to think... I want people to think of it in the context right. of, like, six degrees of separation. Yeah. Or like, you know, like Facebook friends, you know? So if we trace it back... So that woman that was raped knows... It was was majority by somebody that she knows... Who knows somebody else who's friends with someone else or is the cousin of this other person who you know and you know this woman, you're a friend of this woman or you're a friend of her friend, whatever, whatever. There are levels to this and there are degrees of separation. And, you know, I there's lots of things circling around like different men, different allies coming out and saying, I know that there were friends in my friendship group that, that displayed inappropriate attitudes towards women sexist attitudes misogynistic like you know comments uh that were a bit randy in the club and i never stepped in and then i i found you know i found out later i found out later i found out when it was too late and this is the issue if most women have dealt with it and yet no men have done it then there's a chasm between the, the two there's a chasm and someone's got to have a clue so someone saw somewhere that this this guy was acting acting weird no like the other this shit is not in isolation the you, other thing he, they, as well they like, display this behavior and it's to levels it's to different levels the other thing as well as well like as well as well um kids like i feel like they in terms of like young men and stuff like educating them that's like a key age that Bro, requires if there's one lesson to take away from this do not expect women do not do not give advice to women 
in in good nature to adjust their behavior anymore Mm. there is nothing more that women can or should be able to do to avoid this there is nothing more we should be able to do and even if there was it's not our problem it's not our problem it is men's problem you have access to those conversations that we don't have access to when there are men speaking amongst men in the locker room at the club you know at home playing video games yeah, when you're say, with your boys yeah, those the toxicity in gaming <laughs> by the way but that's besides that the point there is it is present you have witnessed it you have seen it and my question is what have you done about it if you haven't seen it good for you but keep an eye out next time <laughs> And step in, step in when you're seeing women in public, even when you don't know, you know, when you're seeing that behavior, step in, be, be a, an ally, don't be a bystander. Because what I'm seeing is a lot of men want to brush themselves out of this. Well, I don't, I've never raped someone, so I'm a good guy. Bro, if you're not groping somebody, raping somebody, assaulting somebody, sending someone unsolicited dick pics, pressuring women for nudes, harassing them, assaulting them, abusing them, that is your bare minimum. That's your bare minimum. You're not a hero. You're just a human being that's not causing irrevocable harm to another human being. That's what I'm expecting you to do. I'm expecting that of you. Now step the fuck up. Now what's the next level to this? The next level is stepping up to protect women actively, having those conversations with other men, ensuring that those things never happen again for any women you know in your life. And my issue is a lot of people want to try and rationalize it and kind of get in, get get into the hearts of it by saying, "Come on man, like, you know, you've got a daughter, you've got a you've got a a mum, if you have a sister, you know what it's and it's like it shouldn't take you having a family member to give a shit because mm. every man knows women you either know you either friends with women you either have family members that are women you work with women guarantee that you know so yeah there are women in your life and what are you trying to say that you want to protect your daughter but you can't give a shit about your co-worker what if your co-worker comes in the next day having been raped and she can't report if she reports it nothing happens like is that not important to you that we address this do you know what I'm saying? I just, I hate that idea that we have to like try and placate men by saying, look, you've got a daughter, you know, have some, have some sympathy. And the other thing too, is a lot of these men that say not all men, they're the very same men that control their wives and their daughters, telling them they can't go out, you know, banning dating from their daughters, but letting their sons have sex at 14, you know? Which further perpetuates the whole situation. So it's like, so clearly you think there is some kind of present danger because you're not letting your daughter go out at night. You're not letting her go dating. You're not letting her have sex. You're not letting her go out unaccompanied. So clearly, you know, you know that there is a a threat to her life that isn't present in your sons. You know that to be true, but yet you want to turn around and say, not all men. So, so then just let her go out then. Let her, let her wear what she wants. Let her wear what she wants. Let her go out. I'm not saying before her time, but if you're letting your sons do that, then let her do that too. But no, you won't because you want to protect her. So when, if, as long as we frame this around the, the quote protection of women, then we're never, never actually going to address men's behavior, the fundamental behavior causing the need for the protection. Going back to the point around, you know, carrying 
keys between your fingers, between your knuckles, you know, going out at night, text me when you get home. Those are, those are behaviors that are for the quote protection of women. But when those behaviors don't address men's behavior, it's just trying to defend against it. Right. So telling your daughter to not wear a mini skirt or not, she's not allowed to date until she's 23. Like that's for her protection in your mind, but you're not addressing men's behavior that makes you feel like you need to tell her that. Yeah. Right. So it's, and it's, it's just funny to me that there's clearly this correlation that there's the very same men that say this stuff are also 10, you know, <laughs> controlling their, you know, the people, the women in their life. And they also tell their sisters and their mothers, you know, before you go, you know, be careful, stay safe. What you know before they Again, go out well, about their business. So you like know there's a threat. It's accepting a status quo that shouldn't just like it shouldn't exist. Like it, it's, but for some weird reason, people just don't want to get themselves together and like sort this whole thing out, man. It's just. Well, it's just men talking. Men need to talk to men. That's yeah. all I'm. That's what I'm saying. Men need to talk to men. You're right though that there needs to be sweeping you know, measures taken at the, the institutional level. Yeah. To help at, at least, I know it's, look, I'm not trying to say that the government is going to be the, the magic wand or whatever, but at least if it can just help set the tone. Yeah, like totally. The, like the thing that I um was, and I, I think he came out eventually and said something, but I was like, where's our lead? When this whole thing was popping off, like with, um, yeah. In the, um, when it was, when the news was emerging about Sarah's disappearance and then subsequent murder, unfortunately, um, I was like, this is like perfect time for a leader to stand up and like help reset this, acknowledge what's happened, like acknowledge the hurt and the pain and the anguish that's out there and use this as one of those turning points, those key seminal moments so that do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's, it's also like, worth saying rape carries a sentence. If again, if you're thinking about how many don't get reported, how many don't get charged, yeah. how many don't get taken forward, but of those that are convicted, they serve a five year sentence maximum. Five years. Have you, and then have you seen this whole statue situation? Exactly. Now you're gonna get ten years for Exactly. It, so like, what how are we prioritizing this even in the punishment of it? That's my question. Now to those people that are asking, well what about men? Men get assaulted too, yeah? It's funny that that stuff gets brought up. Not, not, so wait, that would be assault, GBH, ABH, and I'm sure that those carry... No, it. sexual assault too. Oh, okay. Sexual assault. Yeah. Men, get, men, men get raped. Well, yeah. What are we doing about that? Trust me, we should be doing something about that. But all you lot that are saying, oh, we need to think about that too, you're, if that was so important to you, you would be working hard to address it and fix yeah. it. Why are you only bringing it up to invalidate the discussion we're having about women, which is a gendered discussion? You know what? I'm getting sick. Si- Look, I'm, we like I've... we like to use other. We, it's what about them? What about What's this thing? What, me, yeah. what about this other thing? You're distracting from the point. I, you know, what I don't understand. It's like I feel like across so many um, different issues, and this is just another example. This whole thing of people like deflecting and trying to minimize or yeah. like it feels like it's like it's how can i put it the same old tactic but just a different like yeah. it's like a template and it's trying to cover it's and trying it, to say i'm one of the good guys and like you're not thinking about this and it's like but if you were really a good guy as you know as you have been evidenced by your behavior and the discussions we have and discussions you've had with your friends the good real good guys don't distract from the issue <laughs> 
now we're you know we're not saying that men who are assaulted sexually are not victims or don't deserve that discussion but it's convenient how that's only brought up now when we're trying to have a discussion about something else you know it's the same thing that happened and i don't want to you know create any major comparisons here but you know when we're talking about blm Mm. this idea of all lives matter that's what i'm saying this idea of like the white working class are unemployed we need to solve that too yeah we do we do need to do that but you're you're only bringing it up because you want to distract from this other thing you're trying to deflect real good people who care about this issue don't deflect they give it the space they give they pass the mic you know or in this case the you know the real good men out here are actually picking up the pieces of this and trying to have the real conversations that's what they're trying to do if you and and if they're not doing that then i don't know what we're here for because again it's not women's problem it's not our problem you know and i think that this idea that you know men assault men experience sexual assault but like you to your point they also experience physical assault and i think after cressida dick's comments around this this thing being incredibly rare um well you know yeah well men get murdered more than women men get murdered more yeah but who who's murdering them other men (laughs) other men are murdering them so let's circle back yeah (laughs) let's come back to the point we'll park that we'll come we'll we'll come back to that we just need to focus on this thing right now we need to figure out a way to because women are at their boiling point we can't take anymore and you know what i just want to say um just lastly Mm -hmm. um if we take that 233 i think i think i've got the figure here right 144,000 women were victims of rape or attempted rape last year in the past decade over over nearly nearly 1500 women have been murdered um and there's no national count there's currently no national count funding care, care for this issue that um for women that have died with a background of serious domestic abuse so jess phillips is campaigning to have that national count created so we can actually start counting the number of women that die but then have that background because i hope she's not getting pushed back for that now as well she's the shadow minister for domestic abuse she's doing big moves but yeah. i'm, I'm just saying that there's currently well. no kind of consideration yeah. for it's almost like oh oops she died and and women deal with like domestic abuse is a real thing particularly for women it is for men but particularly for women and this issue's this issue's like close man like this idea that domestic abuse people have a very like clear image of it as like you know bruises on your face it's not that simple and stalking is a real thing and domestic abuse is is a real thing and there's levels to it again there's levels all of this stuff is nuanced but we are so reductive in our approach that unless the woman has been you know murdered by the by the her partner in cold blood on a sunny day that's very obvious right and she has all this evidence on her body of of a domestic abuse then we can say we can point that we can make that correlation we can say okay he did it but when domestic abuse is more nuanced than that then we have to be able to draw more lines to to that issue does that make sense when something happens to women as it does so but there's no national account for it yeah um and this and i don't know if people are familiar with the term femicide 
femicide is the is the murder of women for being women um a really simplistic probably not accurate definition it's a global issue there are many many countries that have it um you know particularly bad it's happening here you know it's it's murder for being a woman it's you know it's that complete disregard for your humanity um and it you know i think it's just something that when we say something like murder of what this murder of this woman was extremely rare it just taps into like a pain point like a trigger point that it's not it's not rare don't believe that term and you have to also consider and i know i'm kind of coming back to the full circle here but you have to consider who who is saying that that comment and why and when right again the context she's the chief commissioner of the police force of the met the perp- the perpetrator is a police officer and you know she has to find some kind of comment or some something to to placate because she's trying to preserve the brand and it's not necessarily true throw you the know? brand in the bin man at this rate man i'm just i'm sick of all of it like doesn't change be, any it doesn't change how we feel the, and and it also it's uh, yeah I, I don't want to repeat myself um i just want to say like my kind of my last thing is to any women that have kind of have felt like really um you know taken aback by this i i've i've felt it too I've kind of felt more very withdrawn this week and I think the the reason and I I guess I'll leave I'll yeah I'll leave this thought the, yeah. the reason that I felt this personally is that I've I've kind of been in in a denial that I deal with this stuff and you know I think that the lockdown particularly has has deepened that denial I didn't know it was happening obviously but because I don't have to go out yeah I haven't been faced with that that choice time and again. So I've kind of forgotten that that's what life was like. Yeah. And I also have forgotten because of trauma, because I've tried to forget the times that I have been assaulted or harassed. And when I went through that list of all the things I've had to do, that's the least of my problems. In that given day, me carrying my keys or running home is the least of my problems because I've dealt with worse. Yeah. I have dealt with the consequences of male violence against women or male or what's the word? Male violence. Um domination or misogyny, whatever we call it. I mean again there's levels. But I've dealt with that. I've had I've faced real consequences from that. So, you know, to me and to my mind, having to run home or be paranoid on the Uber is just I'm I'm okay with that's all it leads to, right? But I'm anxious in that moment, fearing that it's going to become something else, because it's had it has become something else before. And so, you have to consider women who have prior experiences are and AOC talks about this in her um, Instagram live around. Uh, the storming of the capital yeah. when she, and, and she, she, she disclosed to, that yeah. she is a survivor of sexual assault and she said that co- trauma compounds trauma so when we see something like this I can't speak for women I can speak for myself when I saw this it brought up I had I started getting flashbacks I started it, it brought up all of the times that I've dealt with this in a real way and 
it's got me all in my feelings about what it means to be a woman and I I can't believe that I felt this sort of almost like this false comfort that I don't I'm not dealing with it right now well that's because we're in a lockdown you know but I also have to I've had you know during this I've had to remind myself well actually no you're still living under this under the, the you know this thumb that's been placed on you but you just don't feel like the pains of it too much because a you consider it normal slash an inconvenience it's inconvenient to me and it's a shame that I can't go out when I please but I've accepted it that's it's just an acceptance it's it's annoying and it's and it's a shame but it's but it's it is what it is that's the first thing is that it's considered normal um and b this idea that i i like have to like navigate the world i can't remember what my point was uh just that i did this idea that i have to navigate the world and feel like i i guess I, my anxiety kind of goes into like certain overdrives depending on the situation I'm in and you know again because of prior experiences I'm bringing that to the table and I think that this this has taught me that it's not it's not my problem um, that what I've been through is valid is real is not my fault Yeah. that that could have been me and that I feel so sorry. I feel so, I feel so, I f- I'm just so sorry if there are women listening that, that have felt this too, that have dealt with something that has caused them trauma because of their gender. You know, I feel like that there's just the, 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 the sting, the sting to it, or the, the kind of the lemon juice in the wound is that there are men out there that are trying to absolve themselves of it and i think that's where because it's like i'm at my wits end women are at their wits end. we there's again there's nothing more we can do plus we're dealing with trauma so when we see this these events play out and then i saw the the protests and women getting pinned down that was another re-traumatizing it's like it's stamping like, on someone's hands when they're cl- like hanging on by their fingertips yeah and like, it's I, and you have to understand like when we're witnessing these things and we feel powerless in it like it's it's just a re-traumatization so um yeah i just i I just wanted to say if you know if you're listening to this and you've dealt with these things and um you know you're impacted by this stuff like you are i i i see you i know you you know i understand you i i feel you like this is not this is a just feels like a tangled web that I can't seem to like get myself out of and just live free. But I think what I've done is I've just created coping mechanisms to just deny its impact on me. Let's say that, that it's not that bad, that it's just my normal. And I think this has taught me that it's not normal, you know? So, and to the men listening, if you're, if you're having those conversations, thank you, please continue. This isn't, you know, a, a trend. Um, again, to reiterate, when there are 97% of those surveyed in UN Women UK that have said that they've been sexually harassed, um, 80% of which say they were harassed in public, 
Um, 96 of those didn't report the incidences. And 45% say that reporting won't change anything. So I just want to leave that there to say, you know, this is a very present and impactful threat and danger to us. Um, and that, you know, men are the key to change it. That's it. So you have to put in the work. Have those conversations. Intervene, you know? You cannot, just because you don't do those things, it doesn't make you a good guy. It's, that's the bare minimum. I don't, I don't, I do not expect you to harass me or grope me. I do, like, I don't expect that. So do, do more, step up. Thank you for listening. Sorry for, no, I'm not sorry for the waffling. It's my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't apologize. I just. It's my time. Yeah, no, I, as a, like, as I said, I feel like if you're dropping the whole not all men or <laughs> I feel what, what you said there about women not being feeling like they've not being heard or not being seen or like feeling apathetic towards like reporting these crimes and stuff. That environment has been created. Like, yeah. Why is it that they yeah, feel like that nothing just, will change? And that to me is an indictment. And then when you don't turn around and drop the not all men or I'm a, I'm a good guy or like, I'm it, sorry, it, I'm just going to make the correlation is, that if like, you, uh, if you believe that, face, man. if you say that, or you believe that, then you are one of the men. I'm just going to yeah. make that correlation. Again, if you're a good guy, you're not trying to rationalize this. There is nothing to rationalize about women's safety. Like, her, I don't give a shit what she's wearing, who she's with, where she goes, right? We have to stop. This is, this is the definition of rape culture, that we are, pl- we are placing the responsibility on women to navigate the public and private spaces in a particular way to avoid harm. That is rape culture. So we always want to point the finger back well, what was she wearing? Well, what was she doing? Da 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 da. And in Sarah Everard's case, you couldn't say, you couldn't tell me shit, because no. we have we have evidence, brightly clothed, ensured ensured that she walked home she on, on well lit streets, on the phone to her boyfriend with her whereabouts. She was doing all of the thing, some of the things that we as women do, trying to do all the right things, you know. So miss me with that, man. We're not about to now point the finger back at women. Women don't, like, are you trying to tell me that there is a point at which women just deserve it? And we're just, what we're currently doing right now is debating where that point is. (laughs) Okay, so if she wears a short skirt, she deserves it. But if she goes on a well-lit street, she does. Like, my, my issue is there is no point. There is no point at which a woman deserves it. There is no point at which a woman has it coming. Or there is no point at at which a woman put herself in that situation. No, no. There isn't, there is zero, there is zero point. Like the point doesn't exist. It's always the perpetrator, always. So uh, we didn't even touch on the whole idea of rape culture, but basically what we've been talking about is rape culture. And what I'm asking men to do is to dissem- dissolve rape culture, disseminate it. Disseminate? That's, that's disseminate sharing. sharing. <laughs> you do not want, share do, rape yeah, culture. You don't want people disseminate <laughs> what I'm looking for? rape what, culture. What's the word I'm looking for? You're looking for the word dissolve. 
I said I, dissolve. Yeah, you said it, but then, right, you, you then switched it dissolve up to disseminate. It, dis- Dispel, destroy dispel, it <laughs> disband that's it all the disses yeah. yeah that's what i'm asking for i'm asking Except you to, to and what i'm gonna do is put resources in the description please have a look um educate yourself on this issue and don't get sucked into the narrative that at some point at some time on you know on the spectrum a woman had it coming like if you see any whiff of that get off of those resources there isn't a world where that's the case so, yeah, I just thank you for listening. <sighs> Sorry, Tom. No, it's, um, I, I, what much can I say, man? I just yeah. call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening. Like, just, yeah, a lot of food for thought. Yeah, man. and apologies if it was triggering to anyone. I did warn you, but I, you know, I guess in the, in the in the discussion i've got emotional myself so i'm not surprised if you are too um but yeah i I hope i hope this was helpful i hope you know it was cathartic maybe to people that have you know um dealt with this stuff and and, you know are impacted by it who knows but yeah i just hope it brings some light and i guess perspective to the issue and is you know can be used as a tool to to reframe your thinking if that is what you're thinking um and to to give you the steps to now take some action because that's what we really need i don't need to sit around in in a coffee shop talking about how we're all good like that doesn't mean shit to me i need you to talk to people that are displaying those behaviors and tendencies and i need you to intervene when you see it you know the bystander effect right Anyways, and thoughts resources. and condolences to Sarah's family. Like, <sighs> don't get yeah, don't get me started. Like, let's not let's not get that one out. And as to well. all the women that are murdered senselessly by women by men they know and men they don't know, they don't deserve it. They never did. Okay. Hey, bye guys. Thanks, guys.